This is Chris Martin, and me and my buddy Kevin O'Connor, a.k.a. Kevin O'Everything, host an NBA podcast called The Mismatch. They call it The Mismatch because I'm awesome and Kevin is a gigantic nerd. No, no, that's not why at all, Chris. They call it The Mismatch because I have a brain and you're a loudmouth bozo. Good grief. (laughs) Anyway, listen to our amazing NBA podcast, The Mismatch. Or don't. We really don't care. We're probably going to win a million awards either way. <laughs> Chris, we do care. So don't say that. Please subscribe and listen to The Mismatch only on Spotify. Did you really call me a bozo? <laughs> it's New York, New York, presented by FanDuel. Take a shot at betting the NBA with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub, Filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page. Plus, start betting on the Explore page and the Pulse and bet live same-game parlays for every NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help. Dot com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100 Gambler or visit rg-help.com. With Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot, you can upgrade your home with up to $2,400 off select kitchen packages from top brands like Maytag. Enhance your kitchen with the exclusive Maytag French door refrigerator and fingerprint-resistant stainless steel only at the Home Depot. And with dual power filtration on the Maytag Tall Tub dishwasher, you can skip soaking and scrubbing. Right now, get Memorial Day savings up to $2,400 off select kitchen packages at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Pricing valid May 16th through June 5th, U.S. only, see store online for details. Welcome, 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 one and all. It is a Spotify live show after a triple overtime classic that does not go the way of the New York Rangers. Welcome in. Um, Full disclosure, you're listening to New York, New York. If you know me, I don't do a lot of regular season hockey. I'm not going to pretend that I am some sort of expert on regular season hockey. I'm not going to sit there and bore you and tell you that I've watched 10 zillion Ranger games this year, but I get into it come playoff time. It's fun come playoff time, and that's just a gut-wrenching loss for the Rangers. To have the 2 nothing lead, have complete control of the game for the first period and a half, lose that instantaneously. I mean, let's be honest. The minute Cop scores the second goal for the Rangers, early on in the second period, the game completely changed. The Penguins were the much better team in the second period. And it were goals galore. Goals galore. Kreider gets you to shorty. It's three to two. And you dig in, you regain control. Five on three. Russ scores right before the end of the second period. And then the third period happens. Where a game that was back and forth, goals galore, up and down, down the ice. Then it kind of got dragged out in that third period. And look, the number one point of criteria 
that is going to be discussed a ton is the goal that was disallowed at the end of the third period for goaltender interference. And look, that's a terrible call. It's not the reason the Rangers lost this game. I'm not going to make it as simplistic as that. They flushed away a 2-0 lead. They didn't score on a second-string, third-string goaltender, whatever the case may be. They had their chances. But for that goal to be disallowed at the end of the game makes absolutely no sense to me. And again, I'm not Mr. Hockey, but explain this to me, folks. The, 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 the Penguin defender blocked into the goaltender. How is that? How is that goal sent back? Brutal, absolutely brutal. Can't blame Shosturkin. Guy stood on his freaking head. Saved. I, I can't even count how many damn shots he saved. And the last one, listen, that was a that that was a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant play by Malkin, getting the deflection and putting it in for a goal. That's a tough way to start this series. Listen, the way I see it. Pittsburgh needed this game one a lot more than the Rangers. They just did. They needed a lot more for the Rangers because of their experience and the fact that this game was going on and on and on. Pittsburgh's going to be totally shocked going into game two. Like, the Rangers should be a good bet in game two. This was a Ranger chance to drop the hammer, though, at home. Goaltender did his part. Rangers as a whole did not do their part. So... We're going to have a lot of live reaction to this Ranger game. I see you guys are fired up. We're going to get to your calls on it. I'm going to do the Yankees and the Mets quick and then calls Gore. First of all, break up the New York freaking Yankees. 11 in a row, on fire. They finally beat Manoa, who has owned them. And how about Aaron Judge? Talk about putting your money where your mouth is. That's Aaron Judge tonight. Finally getting a Manoa for a game-tying home run. Then the Yankees go to work in the seventh inning, and it's different ways of being able to score. That, to me, is what I'm so impressed about from a Yankee perspective. Marwin Gonzalez is stepping up. Trevino, who I prefer over Higgy at this point, is stepping up. Up and down the lineup, they're scoring in different ways. To go and have this winning streak and then follow it up by winning another series against the Blue Jays, the Yankees needed a fast start to this regular season. They have gotten a fast start to this regular season, and I'm fired up about it. Listen, right now, the general manager's looking really good. He brought in Kiner Falefa. Great move. He got Trevino. Great move. Donaldson hasn't hit yet. Had a big hit in this game. He's going to hit eventually. And the Yankees at shortstop, at first base, and at catcher are significantly better on defense. And it shows. Tyone, really good effort. Bullpen does its job. Yankees 11 in a row. We're fired up. We're super giddy about that. You know who else is super giddy? You notice. We started with the negative, and we're now building up the positivity. The New York freaking Mets. What a job by the Mets. After losing a tough one last night, sweeping this doubleheader, doing enough on offense, big work by Drew Smith, Diaz in the ninth inning in game one, and then when you play the second game of a doubleheader, when you have your starter going give you eight shutout innings, that is exemplary type of stuff. That is the sort of big boy stuff that saves the bullpen and allows you to get on an extended winning streak. Carrasco, after a bad start against the Cardinals, fantastic. Alonzo doing his thing as a DH. And I know he likes playing first. It's a lot better when he DHs. Dom in the lineup. The idea of sending him down would have been absolutely comical. So a really, really good night. 
Really, really good night for the New York baseball locals who are playing better than anybody in all Major League Baseball. That is a great, great sign. Positive vibes, positive feelings from a Yankee and Met standpoint. Tough to preach the positive, though, from a Rangers standpoint. 2 nothing lead flushed. And the first triple overtime game in like 40-something years at Madison Square Garden. Brutal, brutal way to go down. All right, calls galore. Let's go. Now that I got that off my plate, let's let it off with the great Justin in Floral Park. He's ready to roll. Hello, Justin. Man, crush it tonight. Thank God the Yankees won. JJ, they took too many penalties. They can't win a fucking face-off if their life depends on it. This is not going to work, man, if you're going to be giving up this many shots. It was just a brutal, brutal performance. You get a 2 nothing lead, you got to put the stranglehold on the team. And that just shows the lack of experience this team has. Very young team. So, you know, they don't really have that leader there besides Kreider. So it's definitely a little worrisome going into game two. I agree with you. I think the Penguins will be shot. So I think the Rangers will take game two. But I'm telling you, man, they could have really... Oh, but it's a must now. Let's be honest, Justin. It is now an absolute must for the New York Rangers to go and win game two. Against an experienced team like the Penguins, I don't like their chances at all if they're down 0-2 and they have to go to Pittsburgh and play the likes of Crosby and Malkin and Latang. And I would expect tired legs out of that Pittsburgh team. They're not particularly deep. They're missing a couple of guys. But you nailed it. The Rangers took their foot off the gas after the 2-0 lead. The Penguins scoring immediately and getting a goal stabilized the game for them. You got to stay out of the penalty box. That's number one. And then when they're going to a third-string goaltender, Justin, you got to go and win the game. Pepper them, for goodness sakes, and win a freaking game. I know. They just happens all the time. First period, even. They, were, they only got one goal. They should have had more, man. They were killing it. They were dominating that first period. And I've seen this too much with the Rangers, man. I saw this back in 2016 against Matt Murray and the Penguins, and he shut us down. And I'm telling you. And you can't blame Shesterkin on this one. I mean, the guy's basically standing on his head. The Penguins had some chances in overtime they don't hit. And I'm glad, Justin, you did not start this call belly aching about the officials at the end of the third period. Did I think that was a good goal? I thought it was a good goal. But that's not the only reason they lost this game. It's nonsense to say otherwise. But that was that. that call that, I'm like, they're going to reverse this. I just had the feeling in the gut that they were going to. You know, it's funny you say that. A lot of people, a lot of people in the SNY newsroom were trying to make the case to me. And I'm like, based upon, and I'm not going to pretend to be a rules expert when it comes to hockey because I'm not, Justin. But I go, how is that interference when a penguin is basically bumping into a goaltender, for goodness sake? Right. They just want to always protect the goalie because he goes in the crease. It's a joke, man. But uh, like we said, uh, Thursday night is huge for them, and they got to win. And uh, that's it, brother. And thank God for the Yankees. Hey, Justin, nothing to complain about right now in Yankee land. The Yankees are playing great. They are pitching great. Aaron Judge is on his game. He's on fire. And... The knock on the Yankees during this winning streak is, oh, they're beating the Royals, or they're beating the Guardians, or they're beating the Blue Jays. Well, now they just won, uh, not the Blue Jays, it was the Orioles. Now they beat the Blue Jays two out of three. And they beat a guy who owned them in Manoa. Yankees are red hot. So what a mess. Let's say the big you who is up next. What's happening to you? Hey, JJ, what's going on, brother? You, what's shaking, baby? What's going on? Just uh, can't, just pissed about the game. Fucking Rangers, man. Just, uh, same old fucking Rangers. How do you, I just, he made 79 fucking saves tonight, dude. Igor Shosturkin. 79 saves. The second and most in all-time playoff history. And they still lose the game. Just, just crazy, man. Uh, it's frustrating. It's a golden opportunity squandered, especially for a young team that probably wants to have super 
high confidence right out of the gate. Very interested to see how they respond in game two. This is a game they need to win. This is a game they have to have if they're going to win this series. You need to respond. You need to change. Momentum in these playoff series can change quite a bit, you. You need a ho-hum, 4-1 game, stabilize this series and get it back to Pittsburgh for game three. Yeah, it's just like, you know, it's the same same old problems with the Rangers. Just like, you know, they have struggled in the face-off dot. They got killed in the face-off circle tonight. They just couldn't win a goddamn face-off when they needed the left dependent on it. They had no net front presence at all tonight in front of the net like they, like they usually do had I had all season. And they went in the box too many times. You you can't you can't be giving teams five-on-three opportunities in the postseason and think you're going to get away with it. You're not going to get away with it. You're not going to win many games when you do that, especially in the hockey, in the playoffs, in the NHL. Like And, and like I said, I'm not going to make excuses for that, the goal at the end of the game because they had too many opportunities or too many chances to have a chance to win, but I mean, me personally, the, the guy pushed him into the goal. There's nothing else he could really do. It should have counted as a goal, but that's, you know, it's hearsay at this point. But, you know, on top of it, I feel like they should have at least, you know, it should have counted. I mean, what else could he really do? He couldn't get out of the way. The guy clearly bumped him into the back in the back of the numbers, and they were talking about it on the Rangers post game. Oh, I'm sure it's going to be a big topic of discussion. And listen, I understand the frustration you from a Rangers perspective. I do. But there were opportunities there. And you had a 2 nothing lead, and you let that go by the wayside. You had chances, chances in overtime, overtime you couldn't, couldn't finish. finish. And when that goaltender leaves the game, when we're watching, we're like, what the hell happened? Why is he going in the locker room? I thought maybe it's cramps or he had to go to the bathroom. Doesn't come back in. You got to score on a third-string goaltender, for goodness sakes. You got to do it. That, yeah, that was just pathetic, honestly, at that point. I mean, I get, you know, like... I don't know. It's just like, you know, it's just very frustrating. I mean, you you know, you're just trying to figure out like what, you know, what they can do. I don't know if they'll obviously, you know, I don't know what's going on with, with Lindgren. He left the game again and Gallant said he might be, you know, upper. I can't, that's the one thing I can't stand with hockey is they never tell you what's actually going on with the actual player. It's always lower body injury. No, you're getting a lot of cloak and dagger. That's, you're getting the Brian Flores, Bill Belichick. You're not getting transparency. That's a big shot for Morant, you. That is an enormous shot for Moran. I can't have overtime here. I, I I cannot have overtime here, full disclosure. I am on the Grizzlies plus the two and a half. Uh, we're having a good night here, Yankees. Oh, no. Oh, travel. Oh, it's stellar. Absolutely stellar. Let's head to the Coney Island Cobra. He's ready to roll. Cobra, the floor is yours. So, again, I'm just this, – this is unfucking believable tonight. I mean, you know, your typical Ranger playoff loss of, of yesteryear. You know, you're playing, you're playing a team that, again, you should beat. But, again, this is a gritty veteran squad. And, and again, you, you blow it. You fucking blow it. And Igor plays his heart out. But, you know, everything that plagued the Rangers with Hank, you know, pretty much happened tonight. Have the goalie stand on his head and let's try to win. That's it. I mean, what, you know, they were, they were aggressive in the first period. And then they decided, hey. Fuck it. Let's let's see what we can do. And and we can talk about, you know, the bump in the back at the end of the night. But the the Penguins at the end of the day, they look like the younger team. Oh, they had a lot more energy. That's an excellent point, Cobra. Excellent, excellent point. And let's be honest, dude. They had more energy the minute the Rangers scored their second goal in this game. They looked like a completely different team. And the Rangers, after the cop goal, were basically on their heels throughout. Throughout. Domingue comes into that game after after their guy fucking cramps up worse than Tracy 
rally at, at a uh, at an all you can gangbang. You know what is going on? Pepper that son of a bitch. Put the puck on net, and they couldn't do it. That's what I wanted to see, Cobra. I mean, the minute you see a third string goaltender in net, make them make a play. The Rangers did not get enough pressure in that second overtime, and then at the start of the third overtime. And it was only a matter of time. And listen, Malkin is a phenomenal player. I mean, there's a reason why he's a future Hall of Famer. There's a reason why he's won multiple cups. And listen now, Cobra, this veteran team stole a game. They feel like they got away with one. I don't expect much out of the Penguins in game two. This should be a ho-hum Ranger response. If it's not, Cobra, this is going to be a very short series. And the Penguins are going to win in like five games. So again, I know you being a big, a big NBA guy, to me, this series, going into this series, I wanted to compare this series to when the Knicks in 92 played the Pistons. And and that was basically that. I like that analogy, Cobra, and I know exactly where you're going there. You don't think they're a cup team yet, but they're talented, and they're playing the wounded champion. The Pistons at that point were not the same team that they were when they're winning back-to-back titles. I like that analogy. But let's see if the Rangers can pay it forward the way the Knicks did that year with Pat. A hundred percent. And they need, again, you have to come out in game two. And 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 literally, you have to dominate. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. And again, can we have that defenseman who stays home? Because, you know, Fox does what he has to do. But we need we need that defenseman who's going to, again, take some of the slack off of Jaskirkin and call it a day. One other point. This Yankee team, they're doing it the way it's supposed to be done right now. And you got to love that right now. So I think good things when it comes to the baseball. But this is this is one of the worst, worst Ranger losses I can think of. I almost, you know, that Sabre series when they were. Oh, I remember that one. That was my freshman year at Syracuse, Cobra. I remember that vividly. They scored with like 10 seconds to go. And the Rangers were on the verge of going up 3-2. But they had so many brutal ones, dude in the Lundquist regime. I mean, so many, dude, whether it was losing to the Devils in game six, whether it was the Tampa series, the LA final, a couple of the games that went that, uh, a certain way, the Ottawa, they, Cobra, the Rangers have had their fair share of playoff glory and they have had their fair share of playoff agony over the last 10 years. There's no question. A hundred percent. And again, this has to change. If this, especially if this younger group is going to do the things that a lot of people expect them to do. So it has to. Cobra, fantastic call, my friend. On fire as always. And look, 2 nothing. Everybody's sipping the bubbly at Madison Square Garden. The Young Rangers, they're faster. Adam Fox with a goal. Cop, a trade deadline move. He gets a goal. It changed immediately. The Penguins getting a goal within a minute changed the entire feel of the game. Now, I didn't know... Our next guy is a is a hockey guy. I mean, I'm not going to pretend I'm Mr. Hockey, but I get into it. I get into it for the playoffs. I do. I get into it. I beat it. I get excited. It's you know playoff hockey. Danny Heifetz, surprise, surprise. What's up, buddy? JJ, how you doing, man? Heifetz, I did not expect to see from you, hear from you, whatever the case may be. How are you? What's happening, buddy? Fantastic. So I'm not Mr. Hockey either, but I will say I never miss a Rangers playoffs game. I don't think I've missed a Rangers playoff game ever. I'd be lying if I said that I watched more than like. 10 Rangers regular season games a year, but I got to tell you, I'm in a predicament. My girlfriend, who I live with, is a Penguins fan. And you know how the, the Pittsburgh people are. like, like It's like blood there. Religion, Steelers and Penguins, no question, yeah. 
So it, I literally all I wanted was for the Rangers and the Penguins to not play each other in the playoffs because like they indoctrinated me. They've been trying to get me to wear like you know they want me to do the um they got me the Lemieux jersey for Christmas like. Oh, they're really trying to put the full court press on. Oh, I see. You know what? This is okay. Like, they probably won't meet in the playoffs. Who cares? And then, of course, now they're in the playoffs. My brother's getting married this weekend. Game three is during my brother's fucking wedding. So it's like, I'm screwed. And then here I am at midnight, and it's like this game. And, like, this was absolutely devastating. And she's asleep in the other room, and I'm kind of hoping she doesn't. Did she not wake up? So she fell asleep before the last goal. She couldn't fall. She couldn't stay up. She fell asleep in the third overtime. Oh, you don't. You don't want to. You don't want to scratch that edge, bro. You don't want to scratch that edge. No, she could find out in the morning. But like, I just kind of look. I don't watch a ton of hockey, and I'm kind of curious. I don't know how this works. That game was five hours. Like I was that other game, the the Avalanche Predators game. Because I saw that was 5-1 in the first period. You could argue that the Avalanche Predators started two and a half hours after Rangers-Penguins, and it also ended two and a half hours after Rangers-Penguins. Like, how on earth? Like, this game is so gut-wrenching of a loss. I'm kind of surprised that the optimism that the Rangers will take the next one. Like, this mentally, that just messes with you. Yeah, but you know what, though, Danny? You got to turn a page, bro. It's like a closer blowing a save. You got to turn a page. And it only counts as one. You know what I mean, dude? As bad as it was, as gut-wrenching, as heartbreaking as it was, if you were going to win this series and you have the right makeup, you turn the page. And the Penguins are an older team. They're not a particularly deep team. What kind of legs are they going to have playing game two on the road knowing they already got one in their back pocket? So, like, yeah, hype, it's, this could defeat the Rangers. They could be totally cooked as far as I'm concerned. I mean, listen, uh, we'll see how that plays out. We'll see how that shakes out. But, you know, if you're a team that is as talented as the Rangers are and I think can be moving forward here in this postseason, you got you to gotta turn it rather quickly, dude, immediately. I think it's, it's, it, it's unbelievable. And I, I'm just in quite the predicament with this Rangers-Penguins game. And I just wanted to say one last thing on the note. You mentioned the Yankees and the Mets. I cannot even remember a time. Think about how the Giants and the Jets – the New York teams have the single worst records in football. Correct. Nothing but shit. Correct. Yeah. Well, listen, Danny, this would be great, man. Listen, uh, selfishly, it's good for business here with New York, New York. It's good for my television network that I work at over at SNY, the home of the New York Mets. The Mets and the Yankees winning 95 games and having a legitimate shot to get to the World Series. Now, let me just put this out there. There's a long way to go. I can't handle the Yankee Met World Series. I don't know how I got through it in 2000. I don't know how I would deal with the Mets fans in my life. I could not handle a Subway Series. And it would crush me to no end if the Mets beat the Yankees in the World Series. I would never, like as bad as 2004 was, I don't know if anything will top that because of the dynamic within your backyard that you got to deal with. But Heifetz, let's hope it happens, bro. Not the Mets winning the World Series over the Yankees, but Yankees-Mets. Deep October runs, sign me up right now. Yeah, exactly. All right, JJ, have a good night, man. I'm not missing. Heifetz, love this surprise. Listen, good job getting in here. Danny Heifetz, always a friend of New York, New York, always a part of the program. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it.
Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Let's head to the great Andrew in Bay Ridge. Hello, Andrew. You got to unmute. That's the number one rule. You have to. Well, it's like turn my it's like turn the radio down back in the old days or, you know, don't listen and do multitask at the same time. Got on mute. Beautiful. What do you got, Andrew? First things first. Congratulations on your half marathon, John. I had believed in you. I had the under two hours. You had the under. I wish you I wish you would have taken Bill Simmons action. I wish you would have, Andrew. But I appreciate that, man. It was my medal. If you could see, I don't have a video component yet here on uh Spotify Live. I have my half marathon medal right behind me. Yes, we do. Oh, I didn't even know Bill was taking action on that. I definitely would have been in on that. But next time, when you when you do the marathon, I'm going to get in contact with Bill. And I'm going to definitely lay a bet down on you, John. So you- uh, I love the support, bro. I love the support. So what do you got for us? What's cooking, dude? What's shagging? You want to talk about fishy? That Golden State minus two and the... Yes, it was. Well, bro, if you listen, Andrew, I know you're a loyalist. Ring of gambling, we were all over it today. I love the Celtics, and I knew that Memphis line was a trap. Golden State only being favored by two. The line went from three to two. Grizzlies, a winner. Love cashing tickets left and right, and that's what we did today, baby. If it goes Golden State, Phoenix, who do you like? Phoenix. If Booker is healthy, I like Phoenix. Because I just think they've been the better team throughout the season. I think Paul's a man on a mission. I think their size would be problematic, and the Warriors don't defend like they used to. Great series, seven-game series. I would be on the Phoenix Suns. And let's go Mets here. Um, You know, last year, it felt different. You know, I know they were leading the division most of the year, but I took Atlanta to win the division at 5-1 to in July. I just didn't believe in the Mets. Feels different this year, John. You got Buck. Everyone's pitching in. You got Scherzer. Do you think this bullpen can be consistent and save big games throughout the year? And is there a way to get Dom Smith into the lineup here? I mean, I know they got rid of Cano. I feel like Dom Smith is just wasting away on the bench there. Can they find a spot for him? There should be more opportunities for Dominic Smith with Robbie Cano no longer on this team. To answer your question on the bullpen, no, I'm not confident in the Met bullpen right now. I'm still not confident in Diaz. He's been much better. Give him credit. Big save today. Still don't trust him in big games and big situations. But my counter to that, Andrew, the Mets will go and add relievers. This is a very aggressive owner. This is a very aggressive front office. They will go and make moves to add an arm or two that they are going to need if they want to win a championship this year. The bullpen is currently constructed is not good enough. And give me Max Scherzer at 6-1 to to win the Cy Young and have a good night, John. Andrew, giving us value. I love it, pal. Appreciate it. I just worry about Scherzer wearing down as an older pitcher by the end of the year. I gave out my Cy Young pick on, on Apple TV the other day. I gave out Logan Webb with the Giants. Rodon has been great, but he's going to wear down. So I went with, uh, with Logan Webb. And Burns is obvious. I mean, the guy's a freaking stud. Let's head to Bradley who joins us. What's up, Bradley? 
Hey, JJ. Good to talk to you again. Bradley, my pleasure. What's going on? Yeah, yeah, that was just a gut-wrenching loss for the Rangers tonight. I'm not really that big into hockey myself, but just seeing that, like, going to triple overtime at the Garden, I mean, that's that's a tough pill to swallow if you're a Rangers fan. No doubt. 2 nothing lead, late third period goal overturned due to an interference call. Yeah, it, it's a tough pill to swallow. It's one game, though. That That's the one thing I would say about it. It's a brutal loss. It's one that you're not going to exactly get a whole lot of sleep on a uh, on a good night, you're not getting a good night's sleep when your game goes to triple overtime. When you lose a triple overtime game, it is 1,000 times worse. Listen, the Penguins are experienced. They've got star power galore. But when you got a third-string goaltender in that, man, you got to score, dude. you got to flat-out score. Without question. I mean, I do. I definitely have confidence that they can definitely take game two. But like you said, if they, if they drop game two, it's it's a wrap, in my opinion, with that series. Um Thank God, just thank God for the Yankees with their 11-game winning streak. Got something to smile about. And with Nestor on the bump tomorrow, I just can't wait. Hope they go for the sweep in Toronto tomorrow. You'd love to drop a statement, Bradley. Appreciate the call as always. I mean, listen, the Yankees have already made a statement winning two out of three, winning 11 games in a row, playing a much better brand of baseball than what we saw last year. The numbers back it up. The pitching numbers back it up. Their offensive numbers back it up. Their defensive numbers back it up. They're a much better team than what they were. Are they a championship team? Jury's out on that. But they needed a fast start. That is exactly what they have gotten here in this stretch. The fast start that they needed for the fan base to kind of buy in with this season. Let's head to Joe Morris, who joins us. Joe, floor is yours. What's up, baby? Yeah, okay. I'll say two things. Um, first of all, um, I got to feel bad for Bumar and big Ranger fan, and he's got to go to work. Yeah, listen, I, I, I think Boomer will be okay, though. I mean, listen, considering that Boomer is not going to be sleeping on a couch or, or is, you know, going to be in some terrible, you know, uh, amenity, the Booms will be okay. I, I think it'll be a little cranky in the morning, Joe, but I think the Booms will be all right. Yeah, okay, one more thing. Um, You know, don't, don't, the Yankees last year had a 12-game winning streak, I think. If I can recall, I think it was 13, if I'm not mistaken. I know what you're referencing. It was at the end of August. We should be a little calmer about the Yankees, not go crazy. Well, listen, I see, I think you can have a grounded approach, Joe. Like, I want the team to win. It doesn't mean they're winning a championship. You don't win a championship in April or May or August. I want to see the team play good baseball. Beating the Royals, beating the Guardians, beating the Orioles is what you are supposed to do. Winning the series in Toronto on top of that, that's opening my eyes. You want to win the division, that's the goal. Go and win the division. Let's head to hmm, the great Jeff Money who joins us next. Hello, Money. What's up, JJ? At least I had a winning day. I had a sweat out there at the Grizzly game. Had the- you did, but listen, a win is a win, bro. Don't apologize. Take it and run. We were hot on our NBA plays today. Beautiful. We had, uh, hit family plays, family plays. Uh, you texted me, you had two plays in the NBA, and I was like, I'm on both. That's a good sign, Jeff Money. That's a good sign. That was good. And tomorrow, I'm rolling with the two dogs. I'm rolling with the Sixers, and I'm going to roll with the Mavericks. I think the Sixers were uh, plus eight at the moment, and the uh, Mavericks were plus six. I don't know what you like on those. Um, I'm staying away from Dallas. I can tell you that without hesitation. Um, My gut would tell me that I'm going to be on Philadelphia tomorrow. Yeah, my gut fit. I think, you know, Looking at both of those lines, Jeff Money, you're probably on the right side in both of those games. Uh, I just don't like Dallas's chances in this series. Full disclosure, I do not. Yeah, and as far as the range is now, 
they were 130 tonight. I had them now. As long as they're not too crazy of a line, I'm definitely going to roll with them in game two. Well, you're going to have to pay for it. You will not be getting 130 or 135, I bet, with the Rangers. I bet that line is closer to 150 because it will get bet off. It will get bet off. Yeah, I probably I'd probably go as high as 140. I'm not going to go higher than that. I'll lay off the game if it comes down to that. And as far as the baseball, I thought for sure I went against your Yankees today at the minus the 130 with the Blue Jays. They were up one nothing, but I was going against the hot streak there. You know, it is what it is, but... uh you know, we'll have to see uh, what goes. Well, listen, sooner or later, you're going to be able to fade the Yankees, get a really juicy price, and end up winning. It won't be against Toronto because tomorrow will probably end up being like a even pick em type of line uh, with Cortez on the mound, Jeff Money. But one of those games against Texas, they'll probably be minus 300 or 320. They'll lose one of those games. You'll be able to catch if you pick the, 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 the right one and you do it wisely, you know? But the Yankees are on fire. I love the brand of baseball they're playing. I really do. All right, let's head to Chris, who joins us next. Chris, take it away. Hey, JJ. Thanks for having me. Chris, my pleasure. What's up, dude? Uh, nothing, just rough loss tonight, I know. Uh, but you know what? I think we're going to be okay. Shesterkin is the best goalie in the league. Not worried. Uh, even if we go down two, three games, honestly, I think if he catches fire, we could, we could win this series. Um, Yankees, looking good. I just wanted to say, what do you think about Chapman's looked better? But I'm ready to let him go and put in Michael King. Maybe I'm overreacting, but I think sell high. And Oh, but you're not going to do that. Hold on a second, Chris. You're not going to do that in the middle of the year. Why would you compromise the great strength that's your bullpen? Because I feel like just sell high. I feel like he... But, well, no, he's the... No, he's going to be gone next year. Why am I going to compromise my bullpen? What well, What happens if Michael King or Loisaga or Green goes down with an injury? Why would I want to take away from the strength of my team? What, what exactly are you getting for Chapman right now that's going to drastically change things for the Yankees? I mean, you, you tell me. Okay, good point. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Chris? Listen, you want to tell me offseason, I'm not re-signing Aroldis Chapman? I understand that. Everything you illustrated in your argument would make sense. For this year, Chapman's my guy. King's been great. Holmes has been great. Castro has been great. Let that be the bread and butter for the Yankees. Let's try this again. I know he was at the Garden, so it's probably his service sucks. The great young Brian McKeon. Buddy, let's go. What's going on? Um, I want to say first, before I get into the whole thing, obviously I'm very upset sitting there for three overtimes and watching my team lose. And me and you were texting, it's going to take a dirty, disgusting goal, and that's exactly what it was. Um, JJ, this is exactly why I get annoyed when I see Ranger fans saying, we want the cup going into a playoff series. You root for a team that's won one Stanley Cup in the last 80, 80 years, okay? They're not exactly a team that's built for these kind of moments. They're a team that keeps you interested and invested for four hours and then breaks your heart. This is the most Rangers type of Ranger game you could have ever watched. So that kind of annoyed me. And my point to the game, JJ, they came out in that first period firing. Firing, firing. Bernier's first career shift in the postseason, he made two hits. They were firing out in that first period. And they got gassed. They, they clearly showed they were a young team that was excited and amped up for their first playoff game at home. They fed off the crowd, and they gassed themselves after that first period, which did not prepare you to play six whole total periods. Excellent, excellent call, Brian. I'm letting you go here because I'm having all sorts of feedback. Brian is as good a Ranger fan as you're going to find. They did run out of gas after that first period. They were not the same team after that first period. And the Rangers... 
from the Lundquist regime. Really on forward. They've lost plenty of heartbreaking playoff games. You can add this one to the list. I'm not worried about the goaltender. I expect him to be great. He will be in net. I, they were mentioning on the ESPN broadcast. Were you guys watching MSG or ESPN? I was kind of flipping around, to be honest with you. I love Sammy Rosen, but I love Sean McDonough. So, like, for me, I wanted to have a little give and take. So, I was all over the map. I was all over the map. But the ESPN broadcast mentioned, like, Georgiev. I'm like, get, get, get the fuck out of here. Shesterkin is in net. I don't care how many freaking overtimes they play. All right, Charlie and Elmhurst is up next. Hey, Charlie, what's going on, baby? Hey, JJ. So uh, before I talk about the Yankees, I know you said about the the Celtics and the Bucks series that probably going seven games or something. That's coming. You said that's the best matchup of the second round. Correct. Really? Okay. Because I love how the grid Warriors and the grid series. I think that's more a far more intriguing series than the. And then the Bucks and the uh, and the, the Celtics. I like how both teams, especially, I mean, the Grizz have the, you know, young team, and of course, the Warriors of the pedigree. I think that's that's the one more likely to go to seven games. I know uh, there's gonna be problem with the Grizz because Desmond Bain has not played play well in the series. Looks like it's a back problem, but we'll see how it happens. Charlie, I gotta see how I gotta see how Memphis responds and plays in Golden State. If they go and get one of the two games, you might be onto something here. I got to see Memphis. Memphis been very good in their building. They could have won both of these games. Both games were hard fought, back and forth, super contested. That should be a lengthier series than maybe I thought it was going to be. Uh, I'm still not sold, though, that it's going to be a seven-game series. I'm not ready to go that far. Not yet, at least. All right. All right. So, but I'm actually glad that I'm staying away from this series because I put the series, uh, series, well, outright on the heat, plus one and a half series spread on the Milwaukee Bucks and the uh, minus one and a half on the Phoenix Suns. So that's plus 300. So, uh, I, I, unfortunately, I bet the heat uh, right after the, um, MB injury. So, so the payouts not going to be good. No, listen, you got some skin in the game. You got something to work with. I got the value with Miami. I have one and a half games from the beginning of the series and even money, and I have minus 170 for the series. And I feel very good about both of those bets. Very, very good about both of those. So uh, in terms of the Yanks, uh, I like how, I mean, since Tyone, like, you know, the Philly starred last year where he was, he was like, he was like jacked out and he got, got his ass kicked in the first inning and people were out on him. I'll give him credit how he, ever since that story, he kind of, he's become a stabilizing uh, figure in the um, starting rotation. I like that. And I like how the overall team, JJ, like last year during the 13-game winning streak, I mean, this team was like, like, like torture you, even there. Yeah, you're right about that. How many of those games did they win in that 13-game winning streak that came down to the freaking wire? Games in Atlanta, games against the Red Sox. Sanchez and his defense being an out-and-out nightmare. Other issues with bullpen and Chad Green and on and on we go. The brand of baseball, Charlie, has been much, much better from a Yankee perspective. It's not even close. Much, much better. Oh, yes. And, like, I mean, I like how my X factor in this uh, this season is Connor Falefa is, like, he's mentoring that shortstop position. And we don't have to see Glaber Torres with us. When you don't have rumors about Volpe and Peraza, and you're not hearing about Glaber moving back to short. And listen, Charlie got off to a really tough start to the year. 
Gleyber Torres has had some big hits for the Yankees over the last two weeks. Big, big, big hits for the Yankees. And that's your X. That's your X factor, which like, you know, LeMahieu is going to bounce back. We know Judge and Stanton's going to do this thing. We know Rizzo's going to be, I mean, full year Rizzo. That's a big plus on a left-handed bat. And yeah, I mean, Torres, if he gets like, get on track, I'm not, I think what happened to Torres, uh, his struggle the past couple of years is what happened like 2019, I think he had 38 home runs. I think that's the worst thing happened to him because. Well, because he's pulling off the ball. You nailed it, Charlie. He's at his best when he's keeping that shoulder in and he's thinking right and he's thinking right center field, my friend. Excellent call. When he's thinking right and right center, he's a better hitter. And that's what he's done. The winning hit against the Guardians, right center field. The base hit yesterday, two outs in the ninth inning, same spot. Scotty's up next. Hey, Scotty. JJ, just, I'm not the biggest Ranger fan, but my father is. And he's been a fan, bro, since the mid-60s. And it's just, this poor guy has seen, he's like, you know how Joe Beningo says he has the scars from the Jets games? Well, this is my father with the Rangers. And I just, you know, I feel so bad for this guy, man. It's just, he remembers, you know, when they lost to the Bruins in 72 with Bobby Orr. He remembers when they lost to the Canadians in 79. He's seen it all when they lost to the Islanders. You know, he was there. Like It was like finally when they won in 94, he was at the parade. But this, this is typical. He said he's seen this loss. He's been seeing this loss since, you know, the 70s. He's been seeing this loss forever. They always play games like this. It's just a damn shame. I mean, they, they I think they'll win game two, but they really could have won tonight. I mean, come on. Well, they could have set a tone for this series. That's the issue, Scotty. Appreciate the call, man. They could have set a tone for this series, winning game one, putting the pressure on an older team, making them have to come back and play a couple days later. Two nothing lead, you flush that away. The call at the end of the third period is going to kill you. Not scoring on a backup goaltender. A lot of coulda, shoulda, woulda from a Ranger perspective. All right, let's take two more and call it a night. Uh, let's head to Ethan, who is up next. Hello, Ethan. John, how's it going, my man? Ethan, we're doing great. What's up, buddy? What's happening, man? Well, funny because, so here's the thing. So you know me, obviously. I grew up in New York, live in Nashville, Tennessee right now. I'm in Preds country, and the Predators got murdered by the Avalanche tonight. So, but... It's funny. So I work for the um, ABC television station here in Nashville, and it was actually election night here. And so when I had a break in entering the election numbers in, I would have the Ranger game on one of my monitors. And when they disallowed the goal, I screamed out. I was like, no. And the whole newsroom jumped because they thought I had entered an election result in wrong. <laughs> oh, man, that's quite the contrast. They're going from election results to uh, playoff hockey. I mean, that is that is the swings of emotion every which way across the board there, dude. Oh, dude, 100%. And I'll talk about the Yankees in a quick second, though. But I, would, I just want to say, like, a brutal, brutal loss by the Rangers tonight, though. But I will say, as much as I miss New York and as much as I miss being home and being around all my teams, let me tell you what, dude. One thing I do not miss is Central Time. I mean, it's Eastern Time. Central Time is where it's at, bro, because the game tonight ended at 11 versus midnight back then. No, it's a big difference if you're actually a normal person. If you're not a night owl like me who's staying up all hours of the night, I understand that. That's why the West Coast is even better. The West Coast, I mean, these games are over quick. Like, Simmons has it perfectly. These games are going on at 4 or 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, fabulous. Yeah, the only downside, though, is they have NFL football comes on at 10 a.m. out there. I kind of like that, though. I would like that. Like, Bloody Marys, bagels, breakfast, and football. I'd be in on that, Ethan. I'd be in. 
Well, real quick, John, my point about the Yankees is, you know, they're playing really well right now. They're playing a great brand of baseball, as you had said before. But I wanted to ask you something. I know you work for SNY as well, but like whenever you're at home watching the Yankees, watching Yes, what are you using? Are you using cable? Are you using streaming? What are you using? All right, so I'm still old school in this regard, Ethan. I still have the cable boxes, and I've gotten to numerous fights with my fiance who wants me to cut the cord. She's like, you can save us so much money, blah, blah, blah. I'll never do it because the lag and the delay would fucking kill me. I will never do it. Now, I have the two TVs going in my office, and then I have the computer going, and then I set up another screen when need be. The second one, I Chromecast, and that's where I'll usually, like, Yankees. Today, Rangers was on the big screen. Yankees was on the second TV. I had the Mets on the third TV, and I had basketball on the fourth TV. That's the way I strained it out. Got to watch the games. I, I tell it to young people all the time. You would be amazed the amount of people that do this for a living who do not watch the games. It's embarrassing. Well, most of them who do not watch the games are not particularly good at what they do. So, food for thought. If there's something you want to do for a living, watch games. Watch games. This guy is probably so giddy. I got to end on a positive note. Hector of Washington Heights, last but not least, with a bang, please. What's up, JJ? I had to try to get in there. As, as some guys have said, you know, I'm getting into the Rangers now, you know, last couple of years or whatever. Um, and, uh, you know, watching this playoff game, what I'm thinking, JJ, before I say something on the Mets, is who's the deeper team? Who's going to be able to withstand this triple overtime and be able to have energy to finish off this series, you know? Well, I would argue it's the Rangers. I would counter it's the Rangers because they're a younger team. The Penguins looked like the more energetic team, though, for a majority of this game. That's problematic, and that would scare me a little bit from a Ranger perspective. But we'll find out on Thursday. Right, and then I just heard you give that stat about the, the team that was a third overtime is 12. Oh, I wouldn't like that, Hector. If I'm a Ranger fan, that's a stat that is not sitting well with me, dude. No shot. Not at all. Now, if I can't go there, I know you want to end the show, JJ. These Mets, man, are we for real, right? Oh, beyond for real. They're a legitimate championship contender, Hector. Legitimate championship contender. You still got some work to do. You still have some fine-tuning to do. But there are a lot of ingredients that you like. Leadership, starting pitching, lineup balance. It is a much different feel and a much different look to the Met lineup than what we saw last year. There's a whole lot to like. For sure. And listen, JJ, I was I was high on Buck. I was high on Max Scherzer. And I, and I thought the influence was going to be key to, you know, turning it around and, and changing the mentality of the team. But, man, I, it's, it's been beyond what I expected. Like, and the fire that Scherzer has in the dugout, just I love the way he's, he stalks off the mound when he strikes somebody out. And I feel like it's giving the team that mentality also that, you know, we can't win every game, but we're going to sure as hell going to go out there and try to win every fucking game. And I thought in the past they were too okay with just, eh, it's all right, we'll get them next time. Oh, we'll get them in the second half. None of that bullshit. Let's go, baby. I'm loving this shit. Hector, you should be. Your team is on fire. Your team is playing an unbelievable brand of baseball. You could say the same about the Yankees. The Yankees are playing inspired baseball. They're doing the little things. They're winning games that they were not winning a year ago. Hey, Yankees and Mets with two of the best records in all of baseball. What a time to be alive. We got a loaded Thursday pod. Ranger game two. We'll see if the Yankees can complete the sweep. Nestor on the mound. A little nasty Nestor action. And then Red Hot McGill. The Mets. What a statement it would be winning three out of four against the Atlanta Braves. Pod Thursday. We might have some fun Saturday, depending. We might get involved with another Spotify Live after the Ranger game. Stay tuned for that. 
and then all Mother's Day pods. So enjoy the, the hockey, the baseball, the basketball. There's a lot cooking in New York. And Tuesday, Spotify Live. It's going to be a weekly occurrence. It's going to be a thing. You want to be a part of it. Jay Down. Be good, everybody. <laughs>